In a world where some of the greatest motion pictures ever made are reaching their 30th anniversaries, one group of friends gathered together to pay tribute to these films. Pat Cantagallo. Jason Kao. Dennis Matouche. Jeff Mazuka, John Reed. Bo Warmbold. Each week, they feature one movie that reminds us why we fell in love with these films in the first place. This year, we travel back in time to 1984 and 1985. You're listening to the 30-something Movie Podcast. Because you don't do that to Monica Bellucci. You don't do it to anybody, but you definitely don't do it to Monica Bellucci. He's going to invite them all to an elevator. They're all going to get in. He's going to take out the sword. Hey, baby, Devil's here. Devil's here is name's Zach. Monica Bellucci in a subway. Hey, hey, I don't know which one of you is the devil, but I can't risk it. I'd like to introduce you to a little friend of mine. Somebody like Captain America Winter Soldier is like, before we begin, does anybody have anything they want to say? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now that's an elevator scene. That's a good elevator scene. Yeah, you put Captain know. America in the Devil movie. There you go. I yeah. Crossover. Yeah. All right. Today we are looking at Day of the Dead, not the Mexican holiday, but the actual movie Day of the Dead, released July third, nineteen eighty-five. It is obviously rated R. Uh, directed by George A. Romero, who did the Living Dead series, Creepshow, and an episode of the cartoon Phineas and Fur. Not that we have any younger listeners, but if you do, uh, he did, and what was his, it was like Don, Don, like D-O-N, his name in the credits is Don Adedead. So if you say it fast, it's Don of the Dead. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he did apparently an episode of the Phineas and Fur cartoon. Uh, produced by Richard P. Rubenstein, who did the Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, Creep Show, Pet Cemetery, and one along the same lines where a whole bunch of people are, you know, you have a killer. Uh, he did an episode uh, or a TV movie called O.J., Juice on the Loose, featuring O.J. Simpson. Uh, written by George A. Romero, who did Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Creep Show, and The Crazies, and a whole bunch of other things. Music by John Harrison, not the Star Trek in the Darkness character, uh, but he did music for Tales from the Dark Side and Creepshow. The budget for this movie was $3.5 million, and they made $5 million on the box office, so they made their money back. Starring Laurie Cardill as Sarah. Uh, she was in a short film called Milkman and a few other things. A lot of these people are in either TV show episodes or they're not in a whole lot, so this one did not jumpstart their acting careers. Terry Alexander as John was in an uh, episode of Hill Street Blues and the movie Conspiracy Theory. Joseph Pilato as Rhodes. He was in Dawn of the Dead as a police officer, and he was in Pulp Fiction. Jarleth Conroy as McDermott. He was in the 2010 version of True Grit and some episodes of Law and Order. Uh, Anthony, Anthony DeLeo Jr. as Miguel. He was in a movie called Monkey Shines. Richard Liberty as Logan. He was in The Crazies, Porky's 2, and Flight of the Navigator. Sherman Howard as Bub. He was in Lethal Weapon 2. Uh, he was in, in some episodes of Superboy and the cartoon Batman Beyond. Uh, Gary Howard Clark was Steel. He was in Trading Places, Three Men and a Baby, Big, and Cadillac Man. And Greg Nicotero, uh, who is also one of the showrunners of The Walking Dead uh, and very famous for his zombie special effects and makeup and all kinds of other stuff, Played Johnson, he was in Evil Dead 2, From Dust Till Dawn, and obviously Walking Dead. 
Rotten Tomatoes. The critics gave this one an 82%. The audience has given it a 75%. Um, and I believe Ebert gave this one a 1.5 out of 4 stars. So he was not a fan. The world has been devastated by the zombie apocalypse. A team of scientists and a small military group are surviving in an underground bunker in Florida. When tensions reach a boiling point, Dr. Logan's zombie experiments literally and figuratively tear the group apart. First came the night, then came the dawn. Now comes the most eagerly awaited day in horror film history. George A. Romero's Day of the Dead. We've been punished by the creator. He visited a curse. Hello! Is anyone there? For the few remaining, their only hope of survival is to find a cure. You're wasting time trying to define what's happening. But the odds are against them. We're in the minority now. Something like 400,000 to one by my calculations. And so is Captain Rhodes. Anybody else have any questions about the way things are going to run around here from now on? Their one chance is Bub. It's working on instinct. A deep, dark, primordial instinct. But their time is running out. They can be fooled, don't you see? They can be tricked into being good little girls and boys. Same way we were tricked into it. I promise some reward to come. But when the tricks wouldn't work... They're learning. They're absolutely learning. Their world fell apart. Night of the Living Dead, from 1968, was conceived by Romero and John A. Russo. They then apparently had a little bit of a legal and personal disagreement over the direction of the series and where it should go from there. Uh, in their legal battle, it was decided that Russo would be allowed to use the phrase Living Dead, and Romero could use the phrase Dead. So the Romero movies then are Dawn of the Dead, 10 years later in 78, Day of the Dead in 85, Land of the Dead in 2005, Diary of the Dead in 2007, and Survival of the Dead in 2009. Um, these were not considered sequels to each other. Russo had Return of the Living Dead, parts 1 through 5, and some of those uh, maybe hinted at that some of those are kind of sequels to each other. Romero's zombies are mindless and voiceless, whereas Russo's, you know, they wanted brains and could tell you that, so they would walk around going, brains. Um... Zombie movies, and well not zombie movies, but zombie lore originated in Africa, then moved to Haiti. Originally they were kind of more like mindless drones, hypnotized by a shaman or a witch doctor. Romero was the one that added kind of the virus or chemical plot point and the cannibalism. Um, some of the early movies that influenced him were the first zombie movie, and I watched this, it's on YouTube if anybody wants to go look for it, zombie movie called White Zombie with Bela Lugosi from 1932. Um, and that was more of the like the mindless worker, mindless drone that was being controlled by a witch doctor. The first undead zombie movie was 1943, called I Walked with a Zombie. Romero actually wanted people to connect with the zombies, so each one tends to have some kind of a character, hence the elaborate costumes like a clown, or one in a wedding dress, or a football player, or 
something like that. Romero has said, my zombies are purely a disaster. They are a natural disaster. And he views his movies as social and political commentary. Day of the Dead is supposed to be kind of a commentary of military versus science or the nature of human emotions and prejudices. Um, some people have argued that humans are the antagonist of the movie and we are supposed to side with the zombies in the end. And George Romero has said this was his favorite of the dead trilogy of his three movies. Um, those first three movies he made. Uh, and the last thing I've got here is the zombie moaning, groaning, and feasting noises were recorded by voice actor Mark Dodson, who played Salicious Crumb, the little like lizard monkey for Jabba the Hutt, in Return of the Jedi. So, let's start with this one. What's your take on the whole zombie genre? Do you like it? Do you hate it? Do you not get it? How do you feel about zombie movies? And you can specifically reference this one. Pancos, I, I, you know, I don't hate it. I don't not get it. Um, I wouldn't go out of my way like to uh, watch it. I mean, I don't know how many times it, you know, work or people. Are like, oh, do you watch Walking Dead? So you're not missing it right now. No, I'm not, no, I don't. Yeah. Okay, and I'm just like, you know, you know, Walking Dead. No, I don't watch. Oh, you gotta watch Walking Dead. Yeah. You know, it's kind of my reaction. Nothing, nothing against it. I mean, you know, there's. Probably some stuff on TV that I sit and watch that a lot of other people would be like, dude, really? Okay, but um, just not my my uh, not my thing. But I don't hate it. I don't not get it. I mean, I yeah, I, that's I don't know. That's kind of the I'll stop talking because I'll probably just confuse my answer with more words. Love it, love it, <laughs> yeah. Z's <laughs> the Z formation, <laughs> yeah, four stamps. So what, um, what do you love about it? I like the genre because I got Halloween conversation where we talked about you know story versus gore and the zombie movies tend to mix the two sometimes. I think though, yeah, and, and I'm not necessarily the biggest fan of all the gore. And when I see the zombie gore, it just seems so fake and they're already dead. So it's kind of like you know, it's different when you start to see more in people. Then you feel a little bit like you know, like this one at the end when they're tearing everybody yes. apart. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah, later. this one was extremely gory, but. Um, the whole zombie genre, I like just for the fact of, I don't know why, I mean, I just grew up in a family where this, like my brothers, we all watched again these movies, we loved the one before this was Dawn of the Dead, which I still think is the best of all, although Night of the Living Dead has that, it's got a charm to it because of being the first and the way it was done, the low budget was, was excellent. Um, I think it's the, the, it sounds bizarre, but it's sort of this semi-fantasy of having a world that's just going to all hell, mm -hmm. and you got to survive. Your job doesn't matter anymore. Bills don't matter anymore. Everything's thrown out the window. It's who's going to survive and who's going to still be a human being with all. And that's why I like The Walking Dead because it explores those themes of, you know, how do you how do you keep your humanity when there is such a complete, you know, anarchy and chaos, yeah. and, and, and the dead are walking the earth. And you know, in, in this movie, I think it's not my favorite. But I think they explore some of that, like you do say. They they kind of you feel more for Bub, for mm -hmm. Bub, and you want to see you want to see, you want him to get that guy in the end. You want to see that guy get pulled in the elevator. I mean, you want to see because well, they. I mean, they don't make the military. They're not likable at all. No, yeah. I mean, there's a few early on that were likable, but for the most part, yeah, you know, there's this clash between the scientists who wanting to figure out what caused all this, and then there's the military who just want them all dead, you know, again, and it's. But the overall, back to the original question, there's just something about that I think that like. And if it all went down, what would you do? I just, 
I like that. You like that. I like that. I like that survival piece of, like, I always believe, like, I will survive this thing. Yes, I believe I'll survive it. So, well, and and that's a big thing. We've got a few other people that we work with that that's, they watch The Walking Dead because they love that whole survival. It's the survival piece. Yeah. Everything, all the stress of the world is thrown out the window, replaced with a new stress, which is to stay alive. And if you can do like, that, I know what kind of supplies to stock up, and yep. I, I would totally survive. And, I, and can you I help? And I think can you? I also think of it not just from that. I also think, can I help other people? I, I do think of it like that. Would I help other people survive? Would I not? Would I just? Oh wait, there's a group of people there getting killed by zombies. Would I go help them? Would I not help them? What would I do? I mean, I could just blast those zombies without any fear of killing them because they're already dead. So you're not murdering anybody. You're there to actually in a, in a world where you can only save people because all the zombies are dead already. So I mean, I, there's just something about that kind of. Being a savior for people, so in this surviving. Movie, in this movie, though, apparently you can save the zombies. Yes. If you train them right. If you train them right, yeah. If you try to use a gun. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the whole, it's a weird, you know, it's it's one yeah. of those things. It's like what I try to explain to people, you know, the, the whole boxing thing. It's just, I, I get it. I get that it's violent. I get it's gory, but there's something about, and I'm not a, by, you know, I'm not a, by nature, a violent person, but it's, it's fun. It, but but yeah. it's just that survival thing, I think. It is. In fact, a, I won't have to pay another darn bill ever again. That's <laughs> just awesome. No mortgage payment. It's like, I find a house and it's mine. Yeah. You know? I'm not going to steal it from Well, it does what movies movie. should do. It gets you, it pulls you in and totally wraps you up in a story. But see, there's, there's no Wi-Fi. If there's no Wi-Fi, I don't know what to do. Where's the Wi-Fi go? Where do they need to go? It should be for a little while. Yeah, it should be. Well, I mean, as soon as the power goes down. Yeah, that's like those. Well, well, but that's why like those. Because after, after a while, well, maybe they did. Well, that's why I have to cut power. Well, Bob was. Bob was. Hey, Harry. And you? Um, I well, I love them. Um, I I love the ones that have the whole survival story to them, but I'll even take the ones that like this one that it's just pure gore. You know, those I'll sit and watch those movies and to be that just because I know it's not real because I know it's make-believe and I know it's somebody trying to get creative with makeup and and how, how do we make this look as realistic as possible I know it's not real but to me I kind of you know maybe it's this sick sense of humor side of me I'm, I'm gonna sit there and and we can talk about this later because I am gonna ask you what your favorite kill is in this movie or there's another there's actually another podcast that they do a weekly podcast on The Walking Dead and they call themselves The Talking Dead they actually had that name before the AMC show did um, and they have a segment on their show called Holy Crap, Did You See That? And so they ask people to call or write in and say, what was your holy crap moment? So that I will ask you later what your holy crap moment was in this movie. And mine are going to have something to do with the military guys getting torn apart yeah. at the end. Because there are several of those that I, I really like for mostly just gory reasons. Um, but I, I like the zombie movies. And I, I think it goes back to remembering watching those with my dad or, you know, watching those, the old Night of the Living Dead mm-hmm. and some of the remakes and, you know, I just, I remember always watching those growing up. And so, you know, for me, the the gory stuff is more funny because I know it's fake and I know, you know, they, they're just trying to outdo themselves on how crazy they can make this. And, and even with like The Walking Dead now, there's always like, they're, they're trying to find some way to always outdo themselves on how can we... You know, we, we made this huge splatter when we slammed a guy's head in the back of a car, the, the trunk of a car. There was this big splatter. And 
they hadn't done that before. Well, how do they one up themselves? Well, they have a scene where a zombie's going to walk between two cars and it rips his stomach open and everything comes falling out. And I'm sitting there going, that's pretty clever. That's, you know, Sharon's not looking at the screen and she's kind of turned away, but I'm sitting there going, oh, that's, that's kind of cool. They do that. Right. So, I don't know. I think that's, that's the, maybe the joy of the movie making process that I like to watch and I like to see that I'm looking at this going, they made that look really realistic. And that's, to me, that's, I like that part of it. I like figuring out how they, like, how did they make that happen? How do they look? That doesn't look like a, a wax mask, but they're tearing the guy apart, and it just looks really, and there were a few times in this one where I thought they did a really good job of the, like, the makeup and the, mm-hmm. and the other stuff. Meteorite. Yeah. Um, there was actually, there's actually a behind-the-scenes video on YouTube um, for this movie where you see a whole bunch of either, like, interns or people that are working on the movie, and they're loading up a refrigerator with, like, pig intestines, and they're, like, putting extra makeup on it to make it look, you know, bloody and realistic, because then those will be the ones that they yeah. tear out of people later. And so I like it. I, I love the zombie movies, and I probably would take zombie movies over any of the others, whether it's, like, you know, vampire movies yeah. or whatever. If I had to pick one of those monster franchises, well, well, I would totally do it. Right, well, well yeah. done, zombie. Well, in, in then I feel like the... I feel like once you've even kind of branched off a little bit, and you've you've gotten to like the funny ones, like you get to the ridiculous Return of the Living Dead yeah, ones, which are kind of crazy. Yeah. And um, but then Zombieland, you know, Zombie then, that one comes That's out. Great. That one's good. And, um, I will even admit to having seen Warm Bodies, and I didn't think that one was too bad either. Okay. Um, zombie romantic comedy. Um, but yeah, no, I, I like it, and I compare this one to Night of the Living Dead and Dawn of the Dead. Have you, Pat? Have you seen? Both of those other ones? I have not. Okay. Those are his other... Those are the, those the original black ones. and white one, okay. 1968, mm-hmm. guy in a farmhouse type of thing. Bob yeah. He's coming to get you, Bob. And then there's the... starts out with the, yeah, the scene by the graveyard. The Dawn of the Dead was the mall. The, the, that was the mall. Because they did a remake yeah. a few years ago. Just, it was like 2004. Yeah, uh, maybe a little bit around there. But yeah, I, the original Dawn of the Dead... That, that one, I, that was one of our favorites growing up. I'd say that. I think again that whole thing of like, there's a moment where they're in that they get to enjoy the mall. They're going, mm-hmm. they're shopping. They're, it's like you've closed off the mall. You're in this safe, almost mini world that you've created with chaos outside of the world. And can you keep that, or is someone going to mess it up? And it's the closest to, in my way, I, I, I think the, the feeling of like the Walking Dead episode, where it's like they're trying to find this kind of haven of you know, this place of safety. This Maybe a prison will work. Wherever yeah, it was yeah. something where they've got protection and they can still try to live a normal life, yet yeah. keep screwing it up. Not even the zombies, really. People. Other people. Right. And that's kind of what happens in that one. Well, like this, didn't he say his movies are more about social commentary? Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, not the, Night of the Living Dead, I think, was kind of a... Well, because you had one of the right. main characters that was black. Yeah. And so you had this whole kind of commentary on, well, he's... He's probably the most level-headed character in the whole thing, mm-hmm. and he's taken charge. Well, this was a movie in the '60s. Yeah, you have yeah, a African American character is the one who's you know trying to keep all these people from going nuts inside this house, and then in the '70s, leaning towards the '80s, you had the kind of commentary on consumerism, you know, by having it located in a mall, um, and then with this one, it was kind of the you know your mid '80s, so maybe you're thinking. Cold War type stuff, and you've got military versus science, or you've got, you know, we as people tend to tear ourselves apart. You know, we don't need the zombies to help us. We yeah. can do this just fine on our own. And that, to me, was the whole middle section of this movie. 
there wasn't a whole lot of zombie action going on. No, no, You'd occasionally see a zombie, but yeah. it was all uh, just humans dealing with humans, yeah. and that reminded me a lot of The Walking Dead. Because yeah. um, that's... Which is funny, because Romero has said he doesn't like The Walking Dead. And to me, when I went back... Because I've seen this movie... Because he thinks this one is his, his favorite. He, this is his favorite, favorite movie. Three, but yeah. to me, this movie is most similar to The Walking Dead. And, and it's most like similar it. to his criticism of The Walking Dead. Yeah. He's, he said... I don't like The Walking Dead because it's a soap opera with a few zombies in it. And I watch this movie, and I'm That's, thinking, well, then why is this one your favorite? Because to me, this seems like a soap opera that just happens to have a few zombies in it. No. And we'll throw that in at the end. Military versus science. Right. All down there trying to, you know, in this claustrophobic environment. Out of, out of the three, the first one and the third one both have the bleakest in my... I mean, this has the ending. It should be sort of... I mean, I guess it's kind of nice, but the overall feel is bleak. First one, man, I just don't like the ending. I, I always, I'm like, no, 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 easy, easy, it's okay. The, the original, the 1968 one, like, yeah. I hate the ending. Because then it just that starts showing the pictures and cleaning up. And you're just sitting there like, remember the first time I saw it, I was just so bummed that they died. You know, I don't want to spoil it, but. Uh, I won't watch it. The Dawn of the Dead, the reason I think I also like that is because the ending was like, you're thinking one thing. Do you, see, you ever see that one? No. And you're thinking something's going to happen. You go, no, no, because you did the, no, and then all of a sudden, yes, 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 and you're like happy at the end because he was about to. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, no, no, you can't go down like that. You yeah. don't do that. No, no. Fight your way out. <laughs> I, I, I thought that this movie was funny. Like I said, I forget who I said this to. Is that you're right? It is. It is like just about uh, people not getting along, and and it's. No one gets along in this movie. Like no one trusts each other. No one. It's no. just like, hey, let's. And now maybe that was the build up to it. Like the previous two months or three months or however long they'd been down there was them trying to work it out. But everything seems to be we're going to do this. No, we're not. Argument, and then yeah. it ends with f you, f. Yeah. And then someone gets the finger. I mean, that's yeah. like, and that happened. And yeah. That's that was my laugh out loud. Is yeah, was um, yeah. was that everybody's arguing about. But it, like there, there is no resolution. It's right. just you know. Well, why don't you go? And then I also got a kick out of the fact that that the that the way they made the scientist, uh, the Frankenstein, he seemed to be like he seemed to be like uh, you know. Well, this guy's the smart guy. Maybe we should listen to him. And then like the next scene, it's like, no, he's just pretty much gone around the bend. Yeah. He's he's done now. And it's the whole funny thing. Like talking to himself. Yeah, and the whole like the whole voice. He's like, we're gonna. The future. We're gonna. What was I was that? just thinking, just kind of like almost like yeah. yeah. But he's like. Uh, He's like, uh, you know, we're going to fly out of here. Where will you go? There's nowhere you're yeah. going to go. Well, we should stay here and figure this out. Well, then that ended up being wrong. Then they ended up flying out in the end. And where did they go? Well, they found a desert island. They right. seemed to be pretty happy, like, fishing and well. hanging out. Yeah. That seemed to work out well. Yeah. So it was kind of funny that, you know, they... It was the fake Jamaican guy that figured it all out. Yeah. 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 Well, the accents were great. Uh, so how did you feel about Bob? Love Bob. Back then, I loved Bob. I still love Bob. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, theory, yeah, you're definitely. Bub is the only likable character. In this yeah, movie. I, I was going to say there's not a lot. Even the main character, there, there's nobody. Bub, the the for those of you that have not seen this, first of all, you need to go out and see this because we're giving away half the story. Yeah, Bub is Bub is the zombie that has been recon, reconditioned or yeah, trained or whatever. Trained, whatever. Yeah. Um, to you know, they, they they do things like they hand him a razor and they they look to see if he you know remembers what a razor is for. They hand him a phone and he holds it up to his ear and. He sees a military officer, and he actually salutes the military officer, yeah. and um, and ultimately they give him a gun, which is you know, that's awesome. Yeah, um, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> then he kills Rhodes at the end, and he gives him a salute. Yeah, um, 
But yeah, so Bub is the, that's kind of like the big part of this movie is at the end of the movie, Bub gets out and Bub is loose and he finds out that his friend, Dr. Logan, has that been killed and he happens to find a loaded gun on the ground and goes on a rampage. Well, like, you feel bad for Bub when he sees it. Right, because he starts crying. He starts crying, yeah, and it's like, you do. I mean, so when you, out of out of this movie, that was the one thing that was my criticism, is I don't feel that you ever connected with the characters. Right. Again, it always comes back to any horror movie, any scary movie, anything, you have to kind of feel for the characters. If you see them get killed, and you don't care, then they didn't do their job writing those characters well or portraying them or whatever. Right. Dawn of the Dead, I mean, the guy, the one guy in the way, I was, I mean, yeah. I like all, like, there, you know, there's a few that you're not supposed to like, and those are the ones that you know. But the ones that you like, that guy was like, cool, and I'm like, so bummed that he got it. Like, so, I remember, like, right now, it makes it just makes me mad. Because yeah. you want to see the movie, and you're like, no, we can't get it. Yeah. It would be like Daryl. You know, like, seeing Daryl, like, you have that connection to the characters. In this one, I did not have the connection to the characters. I wanted to see Rhodes get it. You wanted to see these people get it. You didn't want to see Bub get it. And that's what I think you said it was the name almost in a way yeah. wanted you to do is feel more for the zombies than you do for the actual so, people. So Bub is the future of humanity. Yeah. Because he'll be able to walk in among the other zombies and they won't bother him, but he's the closest thing to yeah. human that we've got left. So not having seen a lot of zombie movies, Pat, how yeah. did you feel about the character of Bub? I liked him. It was fun. You know, I like sometimes, uh, yeah, yeah, with the <laughs> salute, uh, you know, with the reading of the book and all that. And, I didn't, uh, I, I really didn't like anybody else, yeah. you know, it was, like you said, I mean, it's, you know, that was the connection with the, man, that guy's a jerk, that guy's a jerk, yeah. you know, I, 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 uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I like Bub, it was fun, I mean, you know, it's, um, you know, like, uh, I, I was just reminded with the movie Deep Blue Sea, when I just got fed up with the humans and I started rooting for the sharks mm-hmm. halfway through, um, it was kind of like this, it's just like, all right, well, I, I want those people to escape the yeah, helicopter. I think I stopped watching that the moment the shark jumped out of the water to get Sam Jackson. Yeah, uh, yeah the shark jumping out of the water. <clears throat> I like the scene where the shark grabbed the guy in the... I'm sorry, we're not talking about this movie. Sorry, I was, I was going to say, I was, I was, where the, grab, the guy sitting under the, underneath the helicopter, the, yeah, the, he yeah. was dangling in the, the carriage underneath, the shark jumped up, grabbed him underwater, threw him through the window, and then like pulled If only he had had some... Shark repellent. Yeah, and then he fine. threw the. I, yeah, I don't know. Anyways, yeah, those movies. It's oh, well, then they turn on the stoves. That that's too when the sharks do that. Now it's this. Ah, that the zombie's got a gun. All right, that's pretty cool. Okay, the zombie. You know, at least the zombie was a guy at one point. Yeah. 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 The um. So there could be some sort of memory in it, but you know. You know, as far as zombies go, you know, the one guy that was just like they, the one guy, you know, they. The, um, they, well, they had every every ethnic slur they could possibly oh, yeah. imagine. Some of them really not even fitting with what his supposed no. ethnicity was supposed to be, which right. also made me laugh. Right. But um, you know, there was that the one soldier that just had gone completely right at the breaking point. Yeah, and yeah. It was like every yeah. second yeah. chance they gave Salazar him, that guy yeah, messed yeah. up. Oh, yeah. And then at the very end, I thought, oh, he's becoming a zombie. Okay, and now they're going to accept him into the. No, no, he's not becoming a zombie. And then it took me, and actually driving over here was finally when I realized what like what he was doing. Like, why did he go up there and then let them all get him and then open up? Oh, he was just opening the elevator yeah. to bring them in. Well, why didn't he just open the doors? Well, I guess not. I, I was I was like that guy. I was just like, man, every second, third, and fifth chance they give this guy, yeah, he keeps just like messing up. So. so what was your holy crap moment of this movie? I have several, but what was your... In this movie, it's the scene where you're watching it, you're going... Holy crap, they just did that. 
military scene where the guys are all getting ripped apart. Yeah, yeah. that would be mine. Um, and I don't know which one's my favorite. I don't know if this is a holy crap one, but it's my favorite. I like, I like, this. <laughs> I like kind of the cinematography again on this one. It's almost had a little bit of creep show sort of feel to it. When, when there's some things he did creep show when he when he made that. Um, it's the Rhodes guy at the end. It's love getting him, and then you see them all behind him in the elevator. Yeah. But then they cut to the point of being inside the elevator, and you're like, or you you just see all the hands. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I probably could pull up that, but you see all the hands. You just shot, like, all the hands coming yeah. around this guy. just like, about to, and it just, that was a cool scene. Choke on it. Yeah. <laughs> Choke it was, on it. It was like, the, that was my fact. I, mm -hmm. I like the way he shot. Yeah, and then he gets the salute. But it was just like, it's the, the way it was that almost cartoonish horror of, like, this guy's going to get ripped to pieces. Mm -hmm. There's all these hands just waiting to get him. Yeah. Go ahead. It's... Uh... Yeah, the gore. I mean, I don't watch movies for that. I yeah. mean, I, I still didn't watch that. I was like, man, I'm, I'm not gonna be able to eat for a week. Oh yeah, you know, because I mean, I, I don't. I'm just not. I'm just not. Uh, uh, what, what do you say? I haven't built up my resist, my tolerance for that. So anytime I was like, oh geez, and then when the, and then the time I started looking away was where you start to see the head kind of like yes. go separate from the body, but he's still talking, and yeah. she's like, oh man. Well, there was the one where they start clawing at the guy's face, and yeah. they like pull his eyeball yeah, out. So and, I'm yeah, just yeah. like, oh, and I'm looking at that one going, oh, yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah. Just, oh no, but my absolute favorite one, and I remember busting out laughing the first time, yeah. saying that shows how twisted I am. Um, busted out laughing Twisted the first time I saw this. Well, yeah. Um, was when they are, and I think that's Greg Nicotero's character, the guy who's also one of the biggest producers of, well, it wasn't it, um, or maybe shot by somebody else's gun. Right. Um, but am I thinking of the wrong? But it's during that, there's a sequence. There I thought he was the one it. where they're like, they're starting to tear him apart and they rip out like his voice box and yeah. it goes real high. It's like, Aah! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scream. Yeah. No, I don't think it's Greg I think Is it's the other guy okay. who looks right. like him. Because I went replayed that part. Okay. I think Greg Nicotero just gets shot by the okay. guy when, it, right. when that guy is gone. He just starts shooting because that's my that's my favorite one. I'm totally gonna put the audio of that in here, yeah. but that's my favorite one when they just start tearing at the guy's throat and it just his voice he screams, but then it goes to yeah. like this unnatural high yeah. screaming sound. So that's probably my favorite. So at this point, we've talked a little bit about some other, to, to kind of wrap up, um, at this point we've talked about some other zombie movies and some of the more modern ones. Um, is there anything a zombie movie could do that would be new and exciting, or has it all been done? And I would say that my answer to the, if Zombieland had not come out yet, I would say that would be my answer to, yeah, they could do something new, they could make it kind of funny. But not, not can't be funny, the way I think some of the Return of the Living Dead movies ended up being in the 80s and 90s, but... I don't know. Zombieland to me is that just kind of that was a new way of looking at zombie movies. Maybe Shaun of the Dead would be another one. Um, but is there anything that zombie movies could do? Because there's a ton of them out there. Is there anything they could do that would make them new and exciting, or is it all just a repeat? Has it all been done? I don't think it's all been done. The one I should say is because someone's going to hear my idea out there in one day. So my my whole series I'll start is, writing is, now. is um, because they're doing the whole play on the, the people, the civilization, the survival, and how humans interact. They've explored that. They've made a comedy. They've done the zombie land thing, which is you know, all that's. I'm more interested. They even had a romantic comedy. 
I think it goes back to to a certain degree with Dawn of the Dead, where that one was the first one. I just kept going, okay, a bomb. But then I remember as what was it? Oh, I had watched all of the Walking Dead episodes probably in about two days <laughs> because I had seen the first one and I never got to see it again. My brother was watching. I liked the first one, but I never got a chance to do it. Then all of a sudden, before we went on a vacation, we were driving out to I want to say maybe Arizona or Colorado. And I just started watching all of them nonstop before the vacation. Like, I couldn't wait till we got back. I need to see how this ends. Yeah. So I had to catch up. And I literally was up watching episode after episode, probably till four in the morning, not going to bed. It was just like, I'm, I, I have to go to the next one. Because they were all, all on Netflix. And driving out, all I kept thinking of was when I passed places was, what if you were in that place? What if you were in that place? So for me, I think an interesting thing is focus on the locations that start of the show. Meaning, if you were in this situation, and each episode is a standalone, here's people at this place, in this place, whether it be a mall, whether it be the arch, you know, at St. Louis, you're, it starts off and you're there. And it, it'll end there. It'll end there somehow, either you get out or you don't get out. I, so go, to, get, I go to Alaska. In, Alaska, up in the mountain, right. like somewhere. Like everywhere there's a place on a boat. You're on a boat, because I can go on a boat. I mean, the zombies can't swim very well, so I'm going on a boat. And if I need to come back for food, okay, I do that. But Did you watch... I, I think a location-driven piece where every episode is different. I haven't watched it yet. It's not but, the same but have you seen? Have you seen the... I think they may have only put it up on the internet. I don't know that it was on TV. They did an episode, it may have been a two-parter, um, from Fear of the Walking Dead. Mm -hmm. They did something on... Um, you kept seeing an airplane yeah, fly overhead, flight, and yeah. there was supposed to be like a web episode where yeah, they're doing the flight on a plane. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I didn't watch that one yet. But like, yeah, you're on the plane in this half. Like, or you're in like, like even the way I think. What's the name of the hospital? But what if you were in? What if you were in a um, uh, MRI unit, full body, and all of a sudden, big zombies come through the thing, and you're you're still in? It. Like, what? How do you serve? What do you get out? How do you? I'm just thinking of like any situation that you can get caught in. You know, well, the parents get killed as a baby. It was hidden in a closet. Yeah. You know, how did, who comes in and says that, you know, what happens? Yeah. Yeah. Like, all the more like location or situation, like each episode is well, a situation like that's like the really I feel like they've shaken. Situation. I feel like they've shaken things up with like adding the fast zombies. You know, you get like 28 days yes. later, yeah, which where is it's good. more like a rabies thing. And it's, yeah. you know, you have the fast, or you have World War Z, where they're crazy yeah. fast zombies. Yeah. And, I, I was going to ask. I, I was going to ask because actually, I am legend. I am legend, I am legend yeah. and and, and World War Z vampire yeah. zombies. Okay, but they're still considered zombies. In yeah. The fact that they're like uh, it's the supposed to pack right. so, yeah. I liked both of those. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I think something on interesting locations and being stuck in weird situations within the zombie apocalypse would be interesting. Yeah, it might be the only thing I can do. We wouldn't even need. Recurring characters. No, it could be, it could be fact, something like Twilight run. Zone where you, you could, could act like exactly a, yeah. every episode. That's cool. And every cool. episode starts with this bizarre situation. And you're like, oh my God, what would I do if that was me? That's, I, that's where I would think it would be interesting. Because it's all about you're picturing yourself in that situation. What would it be? How would you survive? Would it, and, and, and it can go wrong or it can go right. You don't know. That would be the fun part is because you could also kill people off an episode or make people survive and the audience will never know which will happen. All so kinds of crazy locations. Yeah. yeah. And as I'm a, saying, there's a mini golf course. Like Zombieland had the carnival. Right. I mean, that was, right. again, not that they were just playing with, that was just one one location in their, in their thing, but I'm saying just maybe different, different places. What about you? You got any ideas? Or do you think it's been done? 
I don't know. I mean, the, the, to me, that that sounds interesting, like to have different locations, and that's off the top of my head. That's the only way I can think they could do it differently. Because you've done the fast zombies, you've done the, you know, you've you've done the. This is a punishment from God. You've done the. It's a virus. You've done the. Well, it's it's not just a natural virus. It's a virus that was created by humans to kill each other, and it got out of control. Uh, you've done the chemical spill zombies and mutated zombies, you, and you've got all kinds of other crazy stuff. And you've done slow zombies and fast zombies, and so I, to me, they they've pretty much done everything they could do. So it may be that we you change locations and you say, okay, well, what if the zombies were in this situation? Which I think, and we're we're getting off a little bit when I say this, but the fear of the Walking Dead. I was looking forward to seeing how they were going to do that because it was a location thing. It wasn't a, yeah. we're in rural Georgia. It was, well, we're in Los Angeles. Yeah. And I really want to see how society breaks apart. In a city where you've got yeah. gangs and you've got people living so close together and you've got all kinds of different ethnicities and you've got, that's what I want to see the tension of that. And here, here's my commentary on Fear of the Walking Dead. I don't think it did that at all. And that's why mm-hmm. when, it comes, when it comes back next year, I don't know if I'm going to watch it because yeah. I was hoping they to see those things in a different yeah. location yes. and dealing with the specifics of that location. And I didn't get it so much. Well, so you want, to see, you want to see the transition. You want, want to see, see how it all, all goes, <clears throat> goes that, how, right. how does yeah. it all break down. Right. I want to see what, does, do what do different groups within society do when this all falls apart. That's the thing that I think interests me is how do people deal with this? And that's what I think. Walking Dead has done really well. Is you look at all these different groups, and you look at the, they come across these families that you you're, I mean, you know these people are not going to survive yeah. because they just clearly don't, uh, they don't have it together. Good mindset and skills. And what are and what, what are good people forced to do in order to survive, and how does that you know? And how does again, that play the whole plan. Do you lose your humanity? Are you any better humanity. than the zombies? Right? Yeah. My other, my other one, I'll just throw it out there. Is my, and this is this was a more out there one. The virus, the zombie virus, the zombie virus only affects animals. Mm-hmm. So that pets out there. Yeah. Now people die. Yeah, kind right. of a little bit like people will die if they get bit. They'll eventually get, but they won't turn into zombies necessarily. It's called rabies. And it doesn't spread like that. It's more like a rabies type of thing. But if all the the animals aren't dying, so all of a sudden these graves of pets and pigs right. in their backyard and you know zoos and whatever everything just all once this thing gets spread by animals only and not humans, that would still be a pretty scary. I had thing to be I had to be really careful the other day. I, I said something. That's a strong of an idea, but I just never did. Yeah. Like, what would it just the animals coming at you? I made I made some stuff. I made some offhanded comment. I don't know why, but I made some offhanded comment about rabies the other day, and and the kids asked me and they're like, "What's rabies?" And the first thing that popped in my head was. Well, it's when animals become zombies. But then I knew I shouldn't say that because then the kids are going to be terrified that animals become zombies. <laughs> zombies are real. So the next time Dad says, "No, no, no, they're not real," but you said, "Did it's when animals become zombies?" What? Yeah, okay. dog's not going to be feeling good. Right? Kids are going to put a bullet in right. What about uh, double tap? <laughs> Bam! Double tap. Final. What about uh, what about zombies versus? I mean, I, I, like I said, like I don't have any ideas zombies of zombies because yes. every zombie movie is numerous. Freddy versus zombies. Yeah, like Freddy, you know, zombies versus predators. Zombies, in zombies space. versus aliens. Zombies in space. Zo- you know, zombies versus, uh, you know, Abbott Costello meet The Walking Dead. What's that? What's that movie where the the attractive lady kills monsters underworld or whatever? Yeah. 
you know, so isn't that like you know, not like uh, vampires mm-hmm. versus zombies? Or yeah. have, have they have they ever done I that? that? No, I don't think so. I would. That would that would almost be rather comic. You have to have fast zombies. Fast zombies. Faster ones though. Fast, not fast. If they're slow, <laughs> but they overwhelm by numbers, man. Well, maybe it's maybe they maybe the well. That's what Romero just said. He prefers this. He said zombies should be slow, and that he doesn't find fast zombies to be a threat. Like to him, if they're fast, that's not scary. To him, he's he said that's why his zombies have always stayed slow because he thought that that was more of a like a not lingering, a looming threat. I guess is if they're if they're slow and then they build up their numbers, then that's what's terrifying. Yeah, and that could be to build up the numbers, but otherwise about, not. I mean, well, then it's more about... The fast ones scare the heck out of you, because you... Well, right. But with the slow yeah, zombies... Yeah, I was going to say that, that World War Z... Then it's more... Well, the World War Z was like... They were like ants. They yeah. They were like climbing on each other. To, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah, he's, he's commented before, and he said that he doesn't like the fast-moving zombies. He prefers, and he thinks that it was, they're scarier when they're... Slow moving zombies. Well, then it's then it's you who has made some kind of stupid mistake to get yourself killed, which is what should you. always be there. And yeah. and that's one of the criticisms Mike you've ever repeatedly said about Walking Dead. Even some of them is, you know, like one guy just in the other episode walking by a tree and all of a sudden they're right there. Right. These things breathe. They move slow. Right. And they're like they're a mess. They're right. noisy. You can't. They can't sneak up on you. So right. I hate when somebody gets killed by sneaking up. What I'd rather see is him running. Him. And somebody and trip and fall planted right a there. trap there, and he's not right. his leg stuck in a trap. Right. He's got a slow zombie coming at him, and but he can't get out of the trap. Or what right. does he do? Cut off his leg? What, I mean, what, what do you do? Right. You know that I think is the scarier, more realistic. Well, that's, that's not why, about the, the building. Well, that's why to me in the Walking Dead. I know we're you know this is not the Walking Dead podcast, but in the Walking Dead, the zombies are not scary. Right. I don't think of them as being scary. Oh, they're gruesome and they're they're gory, but they're not scary because unless you've broken your ankle, yeah. You can pretty much get away from these things because they're just kind of, you know, sauntering around in the the woods, but, you know, yeah. All right, well, that's going to do it for our discussion of Day of the Dead. Uh, We are going to move this week talking about zombies to next week where we talk about Enemy Mine and the character of zombies. You can make the connection there. Um, Pat's looking really confused, as usual. I, uh... Monica Bellucci. Yeah, right. I am. I'm if Monica Bellucci was a zombie, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm done. Give <laughs> <laughs> me like bite me. <laughs> yeah, that's right, man. All right. Well, we will see you all next week. Come on back next week. We will be talking about enemy mind. Tear out my voice box anytime you want. That's fine. Thanks again for joining us on the Thirty Something Movies Podcast. If you want to get in touch with the show, you can call us on our voicemail line, 872-35-MOVIE. That's 872-356-6843. You can visit our provider page, uh, the30podcast.podbean.com. On that page, you'll find a link that says, Be My Patron. And that is if you would be interested in contributing to the show uh, supporting us if you like what you're hearing uh, just throw a dollar or so our way and um, that'll help us offset some of the costs of doing the podcast you can also reach us on twitter at 30 podcast that's at three zero podcast on facebook we are facebook.com slash 30 podcast We've also expanded a couple of places that the podcast is offered. Uh, we, of course, are on iTunes. You can subscribe to us there and leave us uh, some feedback. We are now also on Stitcher Radio. So if you use Stitcher to get your podcasts, or if you haven't used them before, they're a great platform. So you can give them a try. We are also on the Satchel podcast app. It is currently only available for Android devices, um, but it should be coming up with iOS devices. I know they're in beta right now, uh, so that should be coming up pretty soon as well. 
And again, you can always listen to us through the Podbean page as well. That's at the30podcast.podbean.com. Don't forget to join us next week when we will be talking Day of the Dead. Um, Actually, that's going to be coming up in a few days. This one's getting released um, right after we saw Spectre. And our Day of the Dead episode will be coming up on Wednesday. That'll be Veterans Day for those of us in the United States. So again, thank you for joining us. And until next time. Oh, God.